Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Maybe the Real Podcast Was the Friends We Made Along the Way. Uh, this is Daniel, and I've just got a little thing I'm recording after the recording of the podcast, but I'm putting in before the recording of the podcast. That's kind of confusing. It's like digital time travel, I guess. So uh, this week we had our first guest on, Chase Tremaine, and we did a Zoom call, which we were going to record for reference and then use our own separate audio that we'd all recorded to make it sound nice and pretty. Well, we had some technical difficulties and some of the audio wasn't recorded, and the Zoom call is the only proof that we have of all three of us talking. And so this is what we're using today for the audio. There's some times where we cut each other off or talk over each other because it's a Zoom call and you can't tell when people are done, and it's just... It's just stuff that happens, and uh, yeah, sorry for the audio quality, but I think this is some good conversation that doesn't deserve to be uh, just not heard. Um, yeah, enjoy. Now the now the theme song is done and we can officially start as Chase eats his uh, uh, Chick Fil A. What sauce are you eating with? Polynesian. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> Anything, any answer besides Chick Fil A sauce is the wrong answer. I've yeah, I've made over one hundred episodes of my podcast, and never once has there been an episode where you have to endure me or the guest eating or drinking and. <laughs> Listening to your podcast has included so much of you just opening cans and drinking them. and <laughs> So the fact that I'm eating right now... Usually I give a good hearty burp. Yeah, like, yeah, in any other circumstance, I would feel extremely rude for the fact that I'm eating while we're recording. <laughs> but for this specific podcast, it feels really on brand. Like, I mean, honestly, the mouth noises aren't that bad in the Zoom call, at least. Who knows no. what it'll be like with your audio, but... It's going to be great. With that being well, said, welcome everybody to episode six. Is this episode six? Is it episode six? Is this know. our Return of the Jedi? I hope so, because that is was my our... favorite. Yeah, same. We need to get some Ewoks. What are you um, looking at? I'm here. Oh, yeah. I'm looking Chase, at... Yes, that's uh, yeah, our episode probably six. Say, this is episode six, and we have uh, Chase Tremaine here. And that's Hi, it. everybody. I'm here. Hello. He's here. Hello. I am Chase Tremaine, and I am the... Uh, the figurative Ewoks of this podcast <laughs> series. <laughs> He's cute. We, we wanted to get somebody better, but we couldn't afford him, so we had to get Chase. He's cute. He's probably killed some armed guards before. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. Except, what does this have? Like, five listeners? So I will confirm. Yeah. I've killed a lot of people. <laughs> Even with a guest, we can't get away with that. Get away Everybody with who that. listens now is in the witness protection program. <laughs> And that's all I want. Like, I want, if I ever get to make a movie, I want you to walk out of that theater thinking, I, I need to leave this life and go, <laughs> I need to get rid of my identity and go start oh. fresh somewhere oh, in the oh, boondock. I, I, thought, I thought you meant, oh, I thought you were talking like, if you ever make a movie, you want us to be sitting there thinking, you know, I think that that guy looks like he's killed somebody before. Like, oh, I has, thought you meant, I thought he meant when he, we watch his movie, it'll make us want to kill ourselves. Like, honestly, <laughs> I thought that's what he was getting. I'm enjoying the postmodernist like agenda that's happening right now of me saying something and we all have our different interpretations of what it meant. What do you think this verse means? Whatever feels right to you. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what you think it means. Sorry. 
What is your meme? You okay, you, you you can have you can have any interpretation of what you want, but mine's the right one. Doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's right. And you listeners, if you disagree with us, just know that if you were to voice your own opinion, we would agree with you too. And you're mm-hmm. also right. And you can sleep well tonight, and everything's fine. No, you're right. <laughs> got to talk about bashing knees in we've only i mentioned it like two episodes okay yeah. um so the other day i bashed my knee in accidentally and <laughs> <laughs> with what i actually have a pretty decent um, knee bash right now i uh i took it to the cement pretty hard the other day while rollerblading i do actively rollerblade so, and uh, uh i tried this <laughs> double spin that i was not ready for and just <laughs> tanked I, th- I think maybe we should have gotten somebody better than if he's he's rollerblading. We should have got a better guest. Gosh, we're talking about oh. Brink today, right? The Disney Channel original movie Brink. What? What? <laughs> no, n- nothing. Man, <laughs> I need to get on Disney Plus. I like tonight. I like how I like how descriptive I, I like how descriptive he was. The Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> I have Disney Plus only for Star Wars and Spider Man. Yeah, and, and have, Spider-Man's not even on there because it's Sony. You have yeah. not yet made its money's worth by not going and watching Brink. When you are ready to do a Brink episode, I will come back to this podcast. I saw the new Lion King in theaters when it came out. I'm sorry. I'm also sorry. It was. Do you know how disturbing it was to watch like these animals? They're supposed to be realistic, supposed to have expression while they're singing, and they just look like animals. There's no expression in what they're saying. You can't tell. It's bonkers. But they have the voices. It's very uns- What's his name? What's his name? It's James that Earl smokes Jones. all the weed. No, that smokes all the weed. He's Childish Timon. Gambino. No, <laughs> the other oh, one. Oh, Timon. John Oliver. No. What? Um, Not John Oliver. Billy. No. The dude. <laughs> What's his name? Voice of Timon. I'm pretty sure it's King. Billy Eichner. Let's look at our good friend IMDb. Lion King cast. We will do the research on the episode. Beyonce did it. Um, John Oliver. Yes, John. Oh, no, John Oliver. Oh, no, I was awesome. thinking. I was Never thinking mind. Pumbaa. Uh, Seth Rogen voices. Yes, yeah, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Okay. So I think. Uh, uh, I'm, I think I'm like eighty percent. I'm like eighty percent certain I've never actually like seen the original Lion King all the way through. Wow. Like I know in my brain that I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you like what I like. I know that the the dad gets like murdered yeah that's me and little mermaid like i'm sure i saw it when i was a kid but i have no recollection of it so i'm going with it i haven't seen the lion king but i just recently watched the little mermaid like three months ago i'm sorry how's your celebrity crush lasting my what Uh, i'm just assuming that you watched it and then got a crush on ariel so i was wondering if it had faded yet um, well, I am drinking red Gatorade, so... You just read everything now. What do we come here to talk about? This has just been, like... Actually, we didn't actually make a, a, a itinerary. I, we, we normally... I made an itinerary. Lists. I wrote some stuff down. You guys are making my glasses fog up. <laughs> it's not the only thing that's going to be fogged up this episode. I mean, my bathroom uh, mirror is all foggy because I took a really hot shower before this. Uh, my, uh, my, my brain is foggy because... Yeah, yeah. I'd never know what I'm talking about. You do. Neither do we. As a listener of your podcast, I can say, neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say, as the listener of your podcast. <laughs> Wrong, my dad listens to it, too. Yeah. <laughs> His dad oh. likes us. If, oh. if what you're saying right now is that this podcast is one of your greatest accomplishments in life thus far, you really need to move to a bigger town or something. <laughs> I did, and then I get kicked out because of the Rona. Yeah, the Rona. You really didn't get. 
Well, my house is in a bigger town. I, I was politely asked nowhere. to leave because uh, of the Rona. Based on what I've heard, Jacob, your house does have a bigger population than the town that Daniel lives in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got goats. Chase's church has more people than Art than Austin does. Like his uh, regular attendees or whatever. Attendance. Is that the word? I'm th- I don't know. How many people does Austin have? I think it's like upper 700. Oh, okay. So like my church is a fifth of that. Yeah. My church well, we, is like that much exactly. Yeah. We, <laughs> my idea of moving to a small town when I was in ninth grade was moving to Athens, Texas, which has 12,000 people. That was a small town to me. That's like the town that's the big town near us where we go get groceries and stuff. It's crazy. Where we used to get groceries. <laughs> now you just starve? Yeah, pretty much. Sorry for all the yeah, editing I, that I'm going to force you to do with my chewing sounds. Oh, Unless that's really it's just that's like totally fine. The, the thing we do. Last episode, Jacob sat, <gasps> Jacob sat there with a pair of drumsticks and did this in the background the whole time. Oh, yeah, I'm I forgot. excited to listen to that. Oh, I cut it out. Like It's not Wally's <laughs> talking for the most part. Oh, you're behind. I guess we're also behind. We're up. We uploaded it like four days too late. Hey, we played too much Fortnite. Yeah, I've. I can't remember if I've listened to three or four episodes. So you're possibly too behind. I think I'm too behind. Yikes. Uh, that's, um, that's okay. I'm I'm a little ways behind on yours, so we're even. So, I saw something on the internet. What was that? That I thought the two of you would find humorous. Hmm. Um, my friend Hugh Morris. Um, <laughs> wow. And. Uh, I need to find him. <laughs> I need to find <laughs> Hugh Morris. And I need your help. So the the title of the Venom sequel was announced. Yes. And it's going to be yeah. titled Venom Let There Be Carnage. So someone started a poll on a Facebook group for like the worst like subtitle of like a sequel. Oh yeah, I saw that. And Let There Be Carnage was the runaway winner and this whole poll was made in honor of the the title being announced because it's because it's let there be garbage um but i just want to run through some of the other sequel titles that ended up on this list um feel free to just comment along the way um the rise of skywalker the podcast that we did you're welcome uh this is what happens when you invite a pro onto your show let it go um First Blood Part Two, <laughs> <laughs> the Squeakquel. That was bad. That was bad. Yeah, that, that one was bad. Dawn of Justice. Oh. Uh, uh, eh, eh. The, okay. the crimes of I think the, the I think that title is worse for it's the entire thing. The Batman v yeah. Superman. Batman, Dawn of yeah. Justice. Yeah. Um, the crimes of Grindelwald, or <laughs> Grindelwald, however it's supposed to be pronounced. I never got into those. Yeah, they're not worth it. Um, Naruto the movie, the last movie. <laughs> I saw it. Um, we have uh, both Genesis and Dark Fate. Oh, um, Genesis was good. Do they ever? Thank you. Is there? Any, I love Genesis. Is there any context for why it's called Genesis the movie? Like I don't remember. Uh, Genesis is it. basically the rename of what the company was. Uh, it's basically oh, yeah, like right. the company from yeah. the originals like folded, but then came up as this new entity that was trusted. So instead um, of like Skynet yeah. as a whole, it it's just like Skynet. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Origins Wolverine. That was that movie series though. That was yeah. right. the Origins Wolverine and, and Origins. And it was so Wolverine. bad. They decided like, nope, we're not doing this again. Yep. But but then they made then they made the Wolverine, which is I liked the Wolverine. I thought it was a good movie. And then Logan, obviously, is fantastic. Yeah. Logan's really good. Except Daniel lost his copy somewhere. 
I I um, know I own a copy, and I don't know where it is. There's no DVD. There's no case. I don't know how I watched it in my room because I know I didn't rent it. So it's just gone. I bought the Blu-ray version because I wanted to have the noir edit that <laughs> turns it into like a you know like a black and white western. But I bought the Blu-ray version, not owning a Blu-ray player, so I've never seen it. <laughs> um, Electric Boogaloo, classic, obviously. Um, <laughs> prequel to The Exorcist, <laughs> which is literally what... Is that legit a thing? Because I yeah. saw that. I, yeah. I, 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 have, I have specific memories of coming across in the horror section of Blockbuster. Um, oh, no. Dude, you're old. You s- said you weren't, were in a Blockbuster. <laughs> I lived in a Blockbuster in my childhood. <laughs> Um, the only Zelda game I've ever played was something I rented from Blockbuster. Um, I remember Blockbuster commercials as a kid when it was still a thing. Because the whole thing was like they were supposed to go into partnership with Netflix and then, they're, then they backed I, out. I also so, remember Netflix commercials back yeah, when they were just a DVD uh, subscription service. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happened with me is my parents got rid of cable around... I don't. I actually don't know how old I was, but I remember like SpongeBob and stuff. But then it's like, Do you even know how old you are now? I don't. But uh, while I was young, we we they got rid of it, and so I had PBS Kids. That was like the only channel I was able to watch until I was like sixteen. So, and at that uh, point, you're like, I'm allowed to watch other things, but I just don't want to. And Word so you still watch good. PBS Kids. I this only day. I only want to watch Word Girl for the rest of my Word life. Word Girl was good. So, it was. Uh, it was Chuck the evil it. sandwich making guy. It was the best character Although, of the show. Uh, once I got into like upper middle school, they gave us uh, the Mac laptops to use, and they had GarageBand on them. So I started messing out, messing around with GarageBand. A lot of the music in Word Girl is just loops they've taken from GarageBand. Like I recognized them because I was like, I use that in a thing. And so that kind of ruined Word Girl for me. I still have no idea what you're talking about. So uh, next on the list is the Desolation of Smog. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen uh, the Hobbit movies. I've I seen Lord all the I've seen Lord of the Rings, but I've never seen the Hobbit. Honestly, across all three films, there's one good scene. Yeah, did, that's did it. Did Peter Jackson direct the Hobbit or not? He did. He directed all three. Um, I think they kind of sh- showed some of his more schlocky tendencies. Like he has not proved himself over the decades to be a, like a consistently good director. His uh, his filmography prior to the Lord of the Rings was very up and down. He was mostly known for one like really um, praised uh, indie film called Heavenly Creatures, but even that might have been like a little biased because it was one of those early films to really like show like a lesbian relationship in a good light, if I remember correctly. So that kind of gave it like a weird like indie cred. But the main issue with the Hobbit films is that all of the production value that made the Lord of the Rings film uh, series so great, so epic, so timeless, um, got thrown away in favor of CGI. And mm-hmm. so, like, Star Wars. yeah, it, so it, it is any, actually, like- that's fascinating. I don't know how I've never heard that comparison made before. Maybe I yeah. have. But comparing mm-hmm. the Hobbit films to the Star Wars prequels is actually spot on. So my, so my favorite little... Star Wars little- prequels are good, though. <laughs> um. I, think, I, I I would say for sure, objectively, they're not, but subjectively, they are. am I using those terms right? Because objectively, yes. like, yeah, subjectively, we yeah. enjoy them, but subjectively, see why people don't. Yes, yeah, subjectively, I think, uh, like, I subjectively, I love Phantom Menace. I, objectively, I like Revenge Phantom of the Menace. Sith is the best oh, of the yeah. three. Phantom, yeah. Revenge of the Sith is so, it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie t- tied with Return of the Jedi, I'd say. Yeah. It's up yeah, there my, with Return of the Jedi for me. My uh, brother's about your age, Chase, and yeah, his favorite, he's, he talks about it, his favorite Star Wars movie is uh, have, Phantom Menace. Have you told him what my favorite Star Wars movie is? Uh, Not to completely derail the conversation. Is it, is it episode two? It's, no, it, 
Oh, episode two is one of the worst films I've seen in my life. Like, not even like Star Wars related. I, I genuinely like. I we'll, could we'll write into that. a thesis about how yeah. it's 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 not only a poorly made film in every way. It is just not the story they should have told. With the amount of time that passes between episode one and episode three, mm-hmm. there's a thousand stories that could have happened, and there's nothing in episode two that we as film viewers needed to see. All it is is set up for the Clone Wars series and yeah. for episode three. We did not need to know anything. All of the new characters, like outside of the Boba Fett's original mm-hmm. Jenga Fett, like yeah. n- there's no other like new characters that we needed. There's there's no scenes we needed other than maybe the wedding. It's just all around. It's it's not only poorly made, it's poorly conceived. So like the problems in that film persist from the very conception of the ideas all the way down to just the editing of it and the producing of it and the, the, the effects of it. It's just completely terrible. My favorite my, film is uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah, um, really? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, we, Jacob and I actually rewatched The Last Jedi before we went and saw The uh, Rise of Skywalker. And we actually kind of talked about it. Uh, we got done with it. And I said, I liked that a lot more than like the internet wants me to. I think. Exactly. Because that, right. that's the problem. Because like people get on there and you know they're obviously they're going they're going to fall into favor under opinions that they're going to agree with, mm-hmm. and so like what they end up doing is they're going to end up noticing only the bad things about the movie rather than focusing on the good things, yeah. and it's also a lot of it is uh, people read like critic reviews before they go to a movie. And if they go in with a bad critic review in their mind, then it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy of you go in expecting it to be a bad movie, then it's only going to be a bad movie in your eyes. Yeah. So Um, when we were talking about it, like we finished it and I was like, I actually really liked that. And uh, I actually thought that originally because I'm really bad with uh, looking up things before I go see them. I really don't care about spoilers. Like I knew Ray was a Palpatine before I went in and saw Rise of Skywalker because I don't care and I Google stuff. I did. Spoiler alert. It's been out for six months, three months. Four Snape months. kills Dumbledore. Snape kills Dumbledore. What? <laughs> I've, uh, but I went out of my way to not see anything, and I watched the Last Jedi totally blank, and it was really mm-hmm. cool. And I saw it with my dad, I think, and then the next time I saw it was with my friend, like a week later. And the first time I really liked it, and then the second time I really, really liked it, and then I hadn't seen right. it since. And all I had heard since then is everybody say how bad it was. Right. I. Sorry, I'm going to finish this. This is a really big nugget in my mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I saw it opening night, and the whole theater as a whole had a great experience. I, yeah. I feel very lucky that in like there were probably people in that theater, like statistically, that would go on to hate the movie. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, we, we gasped, we cheered, we laughed. Mm-hmm. Like the surprises... Like when Snow got cut in half, like literally had the whole yeah. the whole audience clapping. Um, when Haldo like cuts through the ship, we were all just like gasped and like <gasps> silence. Yeah, that it was such just, a cool scene. Yeah, like honestly, like, it was such a great theater experience. And so I walked out of it saying, I know it was entertaining, and I know it was surprising. I'm not sure if it was good. I was very confused. I I didn't really know how to place it in terms of the kind of oddly constructed story that it told the kind yeah. of way it went for kind of like a second climax after having a more clear cut ending opportunity about two hours in mm-hmm. um, a lot of weird decisions and stuff. I just didn't know. So again, like waited about a week, saw it again with different people and had one of the most moving, emotional, fulfilling movie watching experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cried about six times 
seeing the movie for the second time. And for me, it's been a masterpiece ever since that second viewing where it went from like probably a three and a half ish star film yeah. to an easy five. And even after two plus years of hearing the best YouTubers <laughs> you know, argue yeah. about how terrible the film it is, I still go into it and it, it, it shocks me every time. It moves me every time. It impresses me every time. I still find new things to love about it. Um, and I think it's the very first time in a Star Wars film where we're getting a movie that one is primarily about the emotional journeys of the characters mm-hmm. and two is like actually an art film versus just like a blockbuster. Like this was a director making a big swing to say, can Star Wars be something that much bigger than itself in the terms of like film, the film medium as a whole? Um so you're talking like cinematography and stuff like that? Yeah, in terms of like making something that functions as like an artistic drama. Yeah. With with theme and with I was like it it just it plays so much like a really well written like three act play or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, just kind of like you have a large sector of the audience that rejected Star Wars being that kind of film, a mm-hmm. film that takes deep like thought and interpretation and analysis. And said like. And then there's just people nitpicking saying there was no there was no lightsaber fight. And so they gave people what they wanted with Rise of Skywalker. And it proved to be not what people wanted because... I mean, there's not a lightsaber well, fight really in episode four. I mean, there is, but it's yeah. not really that exciting. Oh, the worst lightsaber fight. <laughs> you know, they're just kind of yeah. jabbing at each other with the sword. Mm-hmm. That was originally... Uh, George Lucas had the idea that the lightsabers were actually really, really heavy. And that's why they had to hold them with both hands and they were so slow. And then they just like threw it out the next movie. That's his explanation. That makes sense though. It's something that's made of light, so it can't be heavy. Yeah. So I don't know why he thought it would be heavy, but uh, with your, not Rise of Skywalker, the other one, the last Jedi thing. Yeah. um, The lights, there wasn't a lightsaber fight, but I would say the, the, the throne room battle is the best fight scene. And it is really cool. I'm not, I would say just for me, like, uh, cause you know, my favorite is uh, episode six. The fight with Vader is my favorite just cause it's like really emotional. Plus Vader yeets his lightsaber. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's the first first time we see a lightsaber thrown. Yeah. But uh, no, that is such a good fight scene. And like, I was just kind of like glued to the screen that whole time, which is really cool. The stuff with Kylo where Kylo was freaking out and trying to kill Luke and Luke was just like, "Mm." Yeah. Moving out of the I, w- I would say emotion-wise, I'd agree with Daniel on Vader versus Luke is such a emotional lightsaber but fight. Also, uh, but, Luke versus or Anakin versus Obi Wan too. Yes, that okay. Yeah, if but if we're talking uh, just strictly original trilogy, uh, action-wise, the best instance of using lightsaber in battle is when they're destroying Jabba's ship. I think that's the most action pack sequence in the original trilogy okay um but with the last jedi 2 um i don't like i said i like it quite a bit but i also do get why like i feel like it does slow down a little bit when they go to the uh money what is it the casino planet canto bite canto bite yeah i don't hate it and i'm not saying it's bad but i do see why people don't like it as much as like i i feel like i feel like it wasn't bad i just feel like it kind of messes with the pacing in the movie yeah yeah I understand that. I think, you know, since it's basically three different stories and three different yeah. settings kind of woven together, I think they they did the best they could in terms of editing it in a really smooth yeah. way. I have no qualms with saying that the Cantobite scenes are the weakest element of the film yeah. relatively. Yeah. Um, but I do like value their part in, again, just like the working of theme mm-hmm. and the fact that every single main character 
and even some side characters have to go face to face with failure and face to face with like really really tough decisions yeah um and so while like you know if i could have traded in canto bite for more of octo and more of like snoke ship like yeah Mm -hmm. i would have but in terms of what we get the fact that you see finn being placed in between this war-torn girl that's trying to convince him of you know like i know you never got to live this like lavish life and that you've been yeah. stuck as a soldier but this is evil like you can't be won over by this and then he has the opposite version of that which is the benicio del toro character who doesn't really have a name but they call him uh dj uh oh yeah, yeah. saying like good bad those are just words mm-hmm. you know there's not really sides in this everyone's good and bad and we're all just trying to survive like that's such a great like parallel for him to get kind of stuck in between and for him to finally get out of like living just selfishly which is basically like the the carrot that was placed in front of him by dj which based on the character that we see in force awakens would have actually been like really tantalizing plus Uh i think dj is kind of a cool like it makes sense in star wars too just like overall since like the whole clone wars thing the good and the evil side are both run by the same guy Mm mm-hmm and so then it goes to him and he's like, ah, they're all the same thing. It doesn't matter, which is kind of true. Yeah. To an extent. Uh, did you think, did, did you, do you enjoy that they didn't let Finn kill himself? Hello, this is Daniel from the future again. And I just want to say in the last Jedi, Finn almost sacrifices himself to save his fellow heroes. Not like he's trying to hang himself and they stop him. That's not what I meant by them not letting him kill himself. That's all. Overall. Yes. Um, I, I think. I'm definitely one of the supporters of the moment that Finn and Rose have together where he says, or she says like, don't kill what you hate, save what you love. Yeah. Um, Like, I mean, I have a few like technical issues with that. Like the fact that they both survived that crash is kind of crazy. Yeah. And they were so far out from the base. The fact that he like brings her all the way back is also crazy. Um, Those are just little things I let slide. I feel like the scene would have meant more if Rose had died. Well, um, they do leave the, the the they leave it the ending as if she could have, which yeah. kind of works. Yeah. I also yeah, like to think that the does. whole series ends. Yeah, I like to think that the series really ends at episode eight, and it's just an open ended conclusion, <laughs> and that no other movies were ever made. I mean, granted, they kind of listened to the they did some fan listening too because everybody was automatically as soon as that movie came out, everybody was hating on the whole Finn Rose relationship. And I don't see, know why they were hate. I don't know why they were hating on it because it's not like it did anything bad to the plot i mean they had one kiss at the end of it yeah. but but then in the next movie they totally like blew past it like rose was needed yeah. hardly in the movie for more than a minute so right and i i never even interpreted that kiss as a romantic oh, yeah. thing anyway so it was it was a more of a like thanks for or like hey don't die like one of those, it was like a spider-man go get him tiger kind of thing so yeah. speaking of that, have you seen the thing where J.J. Abrams has claimed that the kiss at the end of The Rise of Skywalker could be seen as a kiss between two siblings and not a romantic one? That's grosser than yeah, any other true. option. He said that. He's like, that, well, really, that was a full like on. two siblings just kind of kissing, going, hey, I'm glad you're okay. That was a full on. That's not no, a thing that people do. No, no, I'm okay unless with you're, them unless you're him, as long as it's Alabama, not Alabama, but... Oh. The other screenwriter, Chris Terrio, who wrote it with Abrams, mm-hmm. has said that he's never had to rewrite, like not even close, has he ever had to rewrite a film as much as he rewrote Rise of Skywalker. Like he was mm-hmm. constantly adjusting the script in the middle of it being filmed. Mm-hmm. It just it, it was a mess and it shows. Yeah. Very clearly. 
almost pathetically so. And you can kind of see the ways in which they tried to please everyone. They tried to react uh-huh. to what fans were saying. And it's a classic situation of trying to please everyone. You end up pleasing no one. You know, I, well, I like I, you, could, I, you could say that. But also, it seems like half of everybody likes the movie. But no one. I, I can't say no one. Very few people passionately love it. I, I like it. I, I like it quite like a bit. my uh, my friend actually said it's his favorite of all the Disney ones. I that's I've seen that plenty of times, right? Mm-hmm. I think there are people out there who kind of are in that that middle lane of just wanting the typical fan pleasing things. Mm-hmm. And so for those types of viewers, Rise of Skywalker did give them everything they want in a way that could never trump episodes four and five and six for those viewers in a way that like eight swung really, really big and made a lot of converts out of me. And like, I've seen, like, I'm not alone in thinking that it's the best Star Wars movie. There are plenty of people that would pick eight as their favorite. And there are plenty of people that would pick eight as their least favorite. Mm -hmm. And in episode nine, you end up with this middle road that like has enough fun parts to not totally hate, but there's nothing in it to passionately, passionately love. Um, and so you're not going to get that wide span of opinion. You're going to have a lot more sitting like neatly in the middle. And that's why you end up with like the most disappointing $1 billion grossing film ever. Like, you know, like the final film of the Skywalker sh- mm-hmm. saga should have given Endgame a run for its money in terms of global gross. Yeah. And instead, it barely outgrossed Toy Story 4 and didn't even outgross Joker. But also, you could also... I just said also twice. You could also say that... Uh, that You could also say also. Yeah, you could also say also. <laughs> also. You could also say... Hey, that, well, let me, uh, let me just ask you something. Well, let me just ask you something. Well, let me just ask you this. You could say, though, that that could be because of Solo and The Last Jedi 2. Because those were two movies that a lot of people didn't like, and then they probably were just like, meh, I don't want to go see this one either. Maybe. Because I've heard, I've heard that too. Like that's why they think Solo did so bad is because, well, it came out in the middle of the year instead of the end of the year, which was weird. And then people were kind of burnt out by the Last Jedi to go see Solo. Also, I just think people. Oh, go ahead, Jacob. Yo, you could argue because you said like your friend said that it was his favorite of the Disney ones, right? Yeah. Some people are probably also taking the standpoint of, I'm only saying that it's my. Uh, it's the least bad out of the three Disney ones. People who don't like Disney at all. Well, there's there are... five of them, but yeah. Yeah, so the... Well, yeah, but... You know, I'm talking about main storyline, I guess. There, there was a goal to reunite the fan base with episode nine. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of did that because it reunited the whole fan base in this general sense of, blah. Eh, yeah. Doesn't really matter <laughs> anymore. Like, you know, Last Jedi gave us things to argue about. It gave us things to think about. And the only thing that Rise of Skywalker gives you to think about are weird plot holes and things that weren't uh, ever explained. Because people are going to be like... And that's just dumb. Well, like, the universal feeling of meh over this is also, like, people are just taking the same point. Okay, what what we had 40 years ago, that was 40 years ago. What we had 20 years ago, that's 20 years ago. And it all, you know, I guess it's it's... you know, in respect to when you watched it and how old were you were you when this stuff came out? Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Because I'm sure, like, the Disney movies. Everybody who are, likes the prequels now, you think yeah. they'll have kids that grow up now and then say the Disney movies are their favorite. Exactly. That's what I'm saying because you know, for the longest time, people hated on the prequels. Yeah, I know. I think opinion will soften over time, mm-hmm. and eventually, it'll be this new trilogy will be a common favorite among the kids who grew up with them. 
yeah. who in 20 exactly. years are having their own kids. But you know, trying to view them from some sort of semi-objective level as objective as art can be. And film can be more objective than a lot of other mediums of art because there are actual pieces of craft that have to work together for film yeah. to work. I kind of forget the trajectory I was going on there, but there just there are very real ways in which Nine failed as a film, as yeah. a as a well constructed piece of film mm-hmm. to provide a well told story to the audience. Yeah. And the the thing, uh, Daniel, that would make me reject the theory that fewer people saw it because of Last Jedi and Solo is that the the reason Force Awakens made two billion dollars is not because that many more people saw it it's because so many people saw it again and again right so the the real reason why the rise of skywalker just panned out so early like plateaued barely crossing a billion dollar gross is because probably about the same amount of people saw it as did last jedi but so so fewer people were seeing it again Mm -hmm. and it's just you see it and it's like all right fine yeah i could see um, that that makes sense uh also going back a little bit though to the uh the other one we were talking about attack of the clones you said it's your least favorite yes which is actually the next entry on this list of sequel titles uh, well <laughs> yeah i could see that because they don't attack till the last like 10 minutes but jacob and i and his girlfriend sat down to watch all the star wars movies and we got through one two and like half of three or whatever and when we got through two i kind of did the same thing i did with the mm-hmm. last jedi though and i went i liked that more than i would have been told i should i don't yeah. uh, like i don't think it's amazing but it's not as cringy as i remembered it though and at no point while watching that movie did i think to myself this is awful no i didn't, yeah, I didn't. I, like i like during the naboo scenes I did. <laughs> <laughs> During the Naboo scenes, I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is kind of this is kind of cringy. This is a little mm-hmm. stupid." But then, like, it changed and it got up and it, you know, it went back to something that was actually a little more entertaining. And that's when I kind of realized, I the biggest problem with Attack of the Clones is the pacing because you go from you you go from cool action scene, you know, Obi Wan going to Kamino fighting Jango Fett, you go back to Naboo. You're on Geonosis, you're back on Naboo. So like it's constantly pulling you back and forth. Terminator Geonosis. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, you know what? If Terminator was at the Battle of Geonosis, I'd be done with that. Yeah, I will also say um, though, it's really distracting how every other scene, like just like not even scene, just every time they cut from like Obi Wan to somebody else and back to him, and then you can tell the difference between his real beard and his fake beard. His fake <laughs> beard is disgusting. I've actually never noticed that. Um, oh yeah, they had to refilm it, and he didn't have his full beard grown, and so they just like that's funny hair to his face, and it's disgusting. You can tell when he's talking to Dexter, it switches between the two. They did something similar for a movie called Splash that's on Disney Plus. Oh, sp- uh, oh yeah, I've I've seen that whole yeah, thing yeah, where they where had to the, edit out the the naked butt. Yep, and they just made her hair longer to cover her butt, and so it's like this woman's like long hair, and then fake CGI hair for an extra foot. <laughs> it looks really bad. It's great. Splash is a good movie, though. I want to say I'm missing Comics. out, but I also feel like I'm not... What? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, like a mermaid movie from like the late 80s or early 90s. Yeah, it's Young Tong, Han- Young Tong Hanks. So it, it's, it's so pretty it's, good. It's, it's, like how they, it's like how they edited uh, Lilo and Stitch, so Lilo doesn't hide in a dryer, but she hides in some cupboard now. What? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah when, well, she, when she runs that? into the other room, now she runs into a cupboard instead of a dryer. 
because like, that's Drew. so dangerous for kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't want kids to go, I'm going to go hide in the dryer. And I used go. to do that when I was a kid. <laughs> I would go into the dryer. I did that one time and my mom screamed at me for it. Yeah, so, my mom was fine with it. Um, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, so I, I agree with the pacing issue. And I think the pacing is even bad in the action scenes. Like the action scenes mm. don't like move with verve. They don't move with energy. They just kind of plod. And you can kind of tell they're just like going around a, you know, a, a green screen. Like, yeah. like the actors don't have full confidence of what they're doing is going to end up looking like. But like the main thing I would challenge you in watching the Attack of the Clones again is whenever characters talk about things that are going to happen or that have happened, ask yourself, would I rather be seeing that? Oh, yeah. Or would I rather be seeing what the film is showing me right now? Like because the there's a whole lot of... Yeah, there's just a whole lot of characters telling us information about yeah. things that we would rather be seeing in this movie than what they're actually showing us. But without this movie, we wouldn't get the Clone Wars. And uh, I was talking to Jacob well, before. that's this. not technically the, true. Like well, they could have... I mean, I mean, probably, but there have been two different Clone Wars shows, and both of them have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the two newest episodes of the Clone Wars right now, I would say, is probably some of the best Star Wars media to come out in the past however long, just like period. Because right now they're crossing over into Episode Three, so there's like stuff happening here that's happening in like tangent to Episode Three. Like there's fight scenes, and they have the same music playing to show that they're happening at the same time in this universe or whatever. And it's it's really neat. Plus, right now the all the fight scenes, instead of being like weightless and like cartoony, they actually had Ray Park, the guy who played Darth Maul, and then some somebody to play Ahsoka, and they're doing actual they're doing mocap stuff. They're doing That's mocap sick. stuff. It's really cool, and it's supposed to be like a four part movie. So it actually starts with the the Lucasfilm limited logo, like all the Star Wars movies. Oh, sick! Do. It's really cool. So, uh, so next on the list is Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> oh okay. no! I've never seen any of the Matrix movies, but I will bet you, like any amount of money, no matter what Goodwill you walk into at any given day, they have at least <laughs> two copies of the Matrix Reloaded. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because I've considered getting them and watching them, but I only ever find Reloaded. The the, the first one is genuinely worth your time, and yeah, it's, it's like it it's has a, an ending that you can just say, "All right, that's the ending. I don't need anything else." <laughs> it's a very thought provoking movie too, because uh, in my twelfth grade comp class, we watched we uh, watched it and we had to write a paper comparing it to the Allegory of the Cave. Um, and it's actually like. If you read the Allegory Cave and then watch the movie, you're like, oh, wait, these are the exactly the same thing, just mm-hmm. presented in a different media format. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, is, I think, is a great actor in whatever he's in. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves probably at his best. Not to say, well, at his best. His until John Wick. Was, yeah, until John yeah. Wick. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I watched yeah. the first 15 minutes of John Wick driving one day, and then we finished it at his house. It was great. Yeah. Weird. Were you yes. steering? Right. But I, we watched uh, uh, A New Hope on a drive to a GameStop and back. Yeah. I just put it on my dash. and it was, Good way to really kill more, half hour. It was really more listening for me. It's kind of like listening to a podcast, but you're listening to the audio from A New Hope. And I mean, when you more like a enough, new nope. When you've seen it enough times, you just kind of, yeah. you know. You just know. You just got to hear it and you can just watch it in your mind. Like that kid who wrote something on reddit where he would just used to watch he would just sit watch shrek he would watch shrek. watch shrek he just and his dad would and his shrek. dad his dad would come in while he's supposed to be in bed and say quit watching shrek and go to sleep <laughs> oh that mm, i don't like that my that friend really uncomfortable 
my friend that's in the military right now before he went in he it was actually on like a schedule where every night he would go to bed and watch shrek on hulu to fall asleep <laughs> no joke every single night i don't know how long it lasted but he would we'd be like playing a video game or something and he'd go yeah i'm gonna go watch shrek and go to bed i think i actually had a girlfriend who did that that's maybe it was him I'm not have you seen the post where it's uh it's it's, it's an old post but it said netflix connected has found one of its users has watched B-Movie like over yeah. 400 times last year or something like mm-hmm. that. I watched the B-Movie a ton as a child. Or yeah, a I did person. too. We it watched good. it so much that we wore out the, the disc. And looking back on it now, I probably didn't understand like 90% of it. I, that was me watching Seinfeld uh, as a kid. Yeah. I still don't understand B-Movie. The B-Movie is insane. It's such like a drug trip. You ever just sit and go, how do people come up with this stuff? Like, you I have a weird just, feeling like, that B-Movie is a C-Movie. <laughs> well, how do people How wow. do people come up with the idea for Jimmy Neutron? That's so, like, I'm talking about the movie in general. It's so yeah. weird. It's, it's like do. egg aliens that oh, have yeah. a giant, they worship a giant three-headed chicken named Poltra. <laughs> I clearly don't remember that movie very well. Oh, it's great. That was another DVD I wore out. Yeah, I have Oh it. gosh, your taste. <sighs> I, like, I will never cease to be amazed by the movies that you watch time and time again versus the movies you haven't seen yet i like stupid we we just watched secret of the ooze because we like it so much yeah um it's such a good movie i want to just like turn my like dvd bookcase dvd case toward me right now and just list off movies to just die inside every time you haven't seen like five of uh, them Mine behind me is like pretty much just like uh, Marvel, DC, and Star Wars films. Speaking of Star Wars films, Revenge of the Sith is next on the list, uh, followed that's by. That's such a, That's good. But, but yeah, actually, but, I think that's fine. It doesn't have many votes. It's actually it's yeah. very low on the list. We're we're getting to the point where like the entries on the list have very few votes. Like uh, Bad Boys for Life, except it's the third one. Uh, <laughs> oh. Tokyo Drift. I think all of the uh, <laughs> Fast and Too Fast, Too Furious is probably the worst. They're all bad. Title of all yeah, time. yeah. Fate of the Furious, movies. Fate, but the eight, Fate has an eight in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Into Darkness, as in Star Trek. I uh, liked that movie, but I don't remember it either. The Phantom Menace, <laughs> which I sounds like- cool, but it's I still don't. It, like I assume I, it's in reference to. I think it's the Emperor, like Pal- or Palpatine, because he's like in the shadows pulling the strings sure. or whatever. Well, the very final movie on this list, The Secret of the Ooze. Really? No way. Yep. Really? Yep. Because there the is no bottom. secret. Well, I was I was actually going to ask, what is the secret of the ooze? The it wasn't slime. Fact that it's it was ooze. It's not slime. It's ooze. <laughs> That's maybe the, the secret. Re- maybe the real maybe. secret of the ooze was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Bam! What are you, some spasmatic or something? Um, Wasn't hey, Mike, the, fantabulous, the fantabulous uh, emancipation, emancipation of one, of one Harley Quinn? I was was say the, that on the list? That's not. It Why? Maybe, it was probably that's added at some awful. point. That, they could have just left it at Birds of Prey. The fantabulous emancipation of not made one much money. Harley Quinn. It's so dumb. Like yeah, even so, on the marquees, they told them to change it to Harley Quinn colon uh, Birds of Prey, right? Because nobody was going to see the movie, right? Also, I really thought you were going to like lean to a joke, like the emancip- the emancipation of one fantabulous shredder, um, or something like. <laughs> He's emancipated from that garbage pile because I think I think the secret garbage pile is that it was just it was actually some like mass produced uh, experiment that it. Um, no, the secret and that, was that they were an accident. They were an accident. That they were an accident, right? 
Hello, it's Daniel from the future again, but this time I'm recording after the podcast and putting it after the podcast. Yes, you guessed it, the podcast is over. Well, not yet, because I'm still talking. We actually cut this podcast a little short, around 45 minutes, because the whole entire discussion of what we're going to use, I think, is around almost two hours, depending on what I keep in and what I cut out. So since right now is about the time we actually go into talking about the secret of the use, which is our main thing we were going to talk about, we're going to save that for the next episode that'll come out next week. So I guess you can say we're having two episodes with Chase as our guest. Uh, yeah, that works. Um, just closing, I want to apologize again for the sound issues. It's still going to be about the same next week, but then after that, we should be back to recording a little more decently with the audio quality. And I would like to give a little thanks, shout out, whatever, to Chase uh, for coming on. Uh, his name is Chase Tremaine. I wouldn't normally say his full name, but he's an artist on like iTunes and Spotify and Amazon Music and stuff, too, if you want to look him up. He just had an album called Unfall come out right at the beginning of the year. He's... Uh, the host of the podcast, the Jesus Freak Hideout podcast, or the JFH podcast, wherever you find podcasts except Spotify, because we're better than them, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's really all we have for this week, and I would just like to say that I think the real secret of the ooze was that... Right there.